You're listening to another episode of the Zag Erica Soap here. Excited to be joined by one of our favorite fellows from 2019, Liz Guerrero is here. She was also the 2020 NLC Institute co-director, so we'll catch up with her to see how that experience ended, and she has some new happenings in her life you'll want to tune in to hear about as well. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Liz, we've had a lot of podcast guests in these quarantine times, but I think you win for the most people in one place. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about who you're who you're hanging out with a lot these days. So my siblings and uh, my parents are all my neighbors. So I'm currently <laughs> quarantined with eight people, um, a baby that's a month and a half, and a three year old. So it's very interesting. <laughs> and how would you describe the ebbs and flows of morale about that situation? Um, you know, it's great. The fact that, you know, I don't feel lonely, like I always have people to <laughs> hang out with. At the same time, you know, it's always hard to find a quiet space or to really try to be alone. And, you know, some arguments here and there because we love each other. But at times, you know, we, we just need to argue a little. Um, so it's been interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I feel like my line has become, because uh, I'm pretty much all alone here by myself. And so I have found myself saying to people, there are times when I would love to trade places with you if there's lots of people in your house. And I'm sure there's times you'd love to trade places with me. Um, yeah, so if we could somehow get back to a world where we can do both in the course of the same week, that would be nice. Be alone and be with people. So hopefully that that changes soon. But I wanted to catch up with you because I know you uh, are starting or have started a new job. Tell folks about the status on that. Yeah, so today was my first official day, actually. Oh, congrats. Um, nice. Thanks. I'm the new director of programs at Minds Matter LA, which is a college access nonprofit um, giving support to students all over LA. doesn't matter what school they're coming from, as long as they go through an application process um, first in their family to go to college and they get a ton of really great support. Everything from every Saturday they have to go through sessions for leadership training, for SAT training, whatever it is that they need support in, depending on whether they're sophomores, juniors, seniors. So I'm just really excited. I get to, again, interact with students a lot more. Um, I've been meeting some of the students and they are amazing and they totally give me hope for what they're going to create in the future and how they're going to change our our communities so it, it's been really great first day went great i'm just really pumped and excited about it and you know there's alums in, in this uh, stage where they are trying to potentially find new jobs or, or unfortunately may have to look for for new jobs what kind of lessons did you take away from the experience? Because I'm sure the process was ongoing as we were in lockdown to kind of give folks some some insight into how that all worked. Yeah, um, I would say a couple of things that I really relied on during this process was just making sure I was reaching out to my networks. And by that, I mean, just telling everyone that I knew like, hey, you know, I'm looking for new opportunities. This is what I'm looking for. Kind of keep me in mind if, if you see anything. So just making sure that I was using those networks and patience, just being very patient. Um, making sure that what my next step was, was definitely aligned to my values, um, which is hard, right? When you you know that there aren't many probably opportunities out there for a new job, but um, definitely networks and just being very patient with the process and with yourself would be my top two um, you know, tips. And then how were you actually onboarded? Because I assume you're not able to go into a physical office yet. How did that work? Yeah, so uh, Zoom, Zoom, I definitely have a Zoom <laughs> headache. Um, and, but, you know, my manager, um, it's very interesting. There are only 
three paid uh, positions at this org. I'm actually a founding director of programs. They haven't had mm-hmm. one before. And so um, I just, I was very transparent with my manager and was like, this is kind of weird because I'm definitely like a hugger and like someone <laughs> who likes to shake hands and needs to be in person. So I shared with her upfront, this is kind of weird for me. Um, and so she made it so that it was very much, we tried to mimic what it would be like to be in person, like a lot of small talk, we grabbed our coffee. So she was very understanding. Um, and so it, it is, it is weird. It is different. Like I've started a job and have not met these people in person at all. <laughs> so, but they're awesome people. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear. When we come back with Liz. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the new happenings in her life and also catch up on the happening of running Institute in 2020. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, so along with Maria, you co-led Institute, and I think you were, is this right, you were able to see them in person three times, so January, mm-hmm. February, March, and then finished out virtually. What was it like to finish out over Zoom? Yeah, so our final session is coming up this weekend on the 6th, um, mm-hmm. and you know, thankfully, we did get those three weekends um, in person, and which was great. Awesome, awesome, awesome group the 2020 they're um I don't tell 2019 but they're <laughs> up there with being my favorites and you know it because we had set up such a strong foundation with people just really bonding and, and gelling it, it wasn't as difficult I would say to transition to remote but it's not the same you know having experienced 2019 all in person to transitioning um the fellows miss each other and we miss them and so We've just been very positive about it, made the best of it, you know, some happy hours through Zoom, some dance parties happening for people who like to dance. I'm not a dancer myself, but, you know, we, we're trying to make the best of it. And just the class is so amazing that they just made it so easy to have it through Zoom and still feel like there's a strong culture. And then if you had to give advice to folks who had to build community virtually, what do you feel like has been successful beyond what you mentioned? Because like you said, you could leverage the past experiences of in-person and you could do the happy hours and, and the dance parties and whatnot. But if you had to start from scratch, which for all we know may be the possibility for 2021 with the new fellows, how do you tackle a problem or a challenge like that? Yeah, I mean, again, thankfully we were able to do a lot of culture building in person, which I think really set a strong foundation and made the transition easy. But I would just say... Um, you know, make space for even just like small talk or, for example, we have our, our lead groups, giving them some breakout rooms, room space for like 30 minutes or an hour where they could just connect, I think was very powerful. And we were also very active in our WhatsApp group. So it, it didn't, I think it made it easier for them to us to transition into the Zoom and, and make it so that we still felt like we had been connected for a while. But um that I'll say that and I would say if if I could clone Maria Morrison I (laughs) I would I would just like tell you guys like take a Maria Morrison with you because she is (laughs) amazing like she makes everything that she does so much fun and is just such a great facilitator so I you know I attribute all of the success of our, our Zoom meetings to Maria because she's just amazing and makes everything fun hey last thing I know you're considering uh, perhaps stepping into a little more political role as well, in addition to your new job. Tell folks a little bit about what you're considering. Yeah. So I never thought I would be saying this, Eric, and I <laughs> definitely 
my ELP question that I made to mm. my 2019 fellows was Miguel. Miguel is the one who planted the seed of running for mm. school board. So I um, went through schooling in the Montebello Unified School District in Southeast LA. And there's currently a vacant seat. Um, and I actually uh, applied for the position. So I'm going through the appointment process. Um, we'll know at the end of this month what happens. But, um, you know, I never thought I would be saying this. I never thought I would get, get involved in politics. But at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that these students in, in the communities, and we've all gone through the schooling, my siblings, some of my aunts and uncles, some of my cousin, nieces, and nephews are going through these schools. I just want to make sure that there are people asking the right questions, doing the right research, um, to make sure that the reopening of schools, whatever that's going to look like in 2020, 2021, really a lot of thought is put into it. So I I put out the application. We'll see what happens. But definitely um, an interesting experience that I never thought I would be going through. Well, we'll definitely have you back once we get the news. And if, if things worked out for you, we're definitely pulling for you. And good luck with that. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to check out all past episodes and all the places you grab your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. Check them out, short and sweet. Until next time, we'll catch you soon. <laughs>